Welcome to America's Independent Voice Podcast. Everyone has a story and life experiences that when shared can be a benefit to others. Join us for conversations about the things that affect our families, communities, and nation. Hey folks, my name is JC Owens. I am your host, so let's get started with today's conversation. Hey folks, welcome back. JC here, and today I'm going to do a podcast on what I think is a growing problem among conservatives. And this is one of those podcasts that if the shoe fits, wear it. If it doesn't, hopefully it's just good listening and maybe something to think about and to heed in our own lives. But what I'm talking about are those claiming to be solid conservatives with deeply rooted beliefs that when they're speaking to others, they act like jerks. And I don't think that accomplishes anything. I don't think it makes for good conversation. A lot of the media personalities on the conservative side, the Mark Levins, the Michael Savages, nobody can call them up and have a discussion unless you're a conservative calling a conservative. But let a liberal call up one of those talk shows and get on and start talking to individuals. It'll turn nasty. And I have seen both of those individuals literally tell people off, manner of speaking. I don't think it's right. I don't think that we're going to change the direction of this country and bring people over to the conservative side by acting in that manner and fashion. For me, the sad part of it is I like Mark Levin. I think he's brilliant. I like Michael Savage. I think he's brilliant. I think there's a lot of brilliant media personalities out there that are very highly educated, much more educated on many subjects than I am. And I like listening to them for their information because I learn stuff but I get very turned off when they start getting nasty, when they start screaming, ranting, and raving, because that's not something that I'm into or actually feel like going through. I was a radical young man who really didn't pay a whole lot of attention to politics at one time in my life. But as I got older and I became a father and I became responsible, I started looking at conservatism and started thinking that maybe it was a better path than my radical ways. So I'm a convert in many respects. Now, I've always been an American patriot since the day I was born, and I always will be, and nothing's going to change that. But I also pay attention in looking back to how my political views have changed over the years and how I've become more conservative as the years have gone by and how much more importance I place on voting, freedom, equality, liberty, and things that make this country great. And I'm on a podcast talking about this stuff, so I naturally will express my opinions. But if somebody wants to have a discussion, I'm not going to treat them rudely or adversely because I disagree with their opinions. That's what makes this country great, is the ability to have the freedom to express yourselves. And we may not like the way other people think or what they think, but we should at least respect them for the rights that they have as Americans to think differently than we do. I actually grew up on the wrong side of the tracks in all aspects of my life. And I learned to fight very early in life, but I learned also to choose my battles wisely and know when to retreat. I have a liberal sister. I have six siblings. One of them's liberal. My sister will fight for her liberal views as much as I would fight for my conservative views. So I find that why engage in battle? A lot of times we're on the phone, we're talking, and then out of nowhere, she'll come up with something a radical statement from the left. And I already know where the conversation is going to go. It's going to end up in me hanging up on her. And I will warn her and say, hey, sis, let's not go there. 
But if she doesn't stop, I hang up the phone abruptly. Why? Because I know not to engage with her. It's not going to accomplish anything. She's not going to change my mind. I'm not going to change her mind. I always hope that one of these days she'll call me up with something rational when it comes to politics. But if it doesn't happen, she's my sister. I love her. I love her to death. I'd go to her rescue in a second. But I'm not going to sit there and engage in arguments that are not winnable because I know that she feels as strongly about her beliefs as I feel about mine. We need to, as a civilization, as a nation, we've got to start finding ways to come together. And we're not always going to agree, but we can always agree to disagree. But we should never be treating others rudely. Let's let that up to the radical left because they always show themselves in plain view when they're doing that, when they're acting radical, when they're acting stupid, when they're out there protesting, burning things down. I think, frankly, that protests are a great thing, but they've turned into acts of violence these days, and they're not accomplishing anything. I don't believe anybody standing there protesting in front of an abortion clinic is accomplishing anything. We're not changing any minds. We're not educating ourselves. We're not talking about the topic. We're just using a religious belief to actually engage in battle. And what is the outcome? What is it accomplishing? Now, if you're a normal, rational human being, our beliefs don't have to turn violent. But look how many people commit crimes because they believe they have a right to because of their political beliefs or their social agendas. And they're out there actually harming and injuring and killing people because of that. It's called radicalism. And we've got to make sure that we understand that radicalism comes in all forms. If you have a neighbor, a friend, a relative that believes differently than you, I think the first step is to live a good quality lifestyle so that they have an example to follow. After that, you may be able to engage in some conversation, but you've got to get into the conversation lightly. You can't throw swords and spears at others. You just got to sit down and talk about things rationally. Many on the left, you cannot rationalize with. I've tried many times. However, there's a lot of moderates out there, folks that are just hanging in the middle. They really haven't developed their strongly, deeply rooted beliefs yet. And there's an opportunity to show them a better way but we're only going to show them a better way if we can actually have a conversation about it. I have a neighbor that's a staunch Democrat, and I love him and his wife dearly. They're great neighbors. And to be honest with you, they're more conservative than many conservatives that I know. They live good quality lives. They'll help you. They're honest. They're hardworking. They're the first to come to the aid if you need help with anything. They're Democrats. That's just what they were brought up to be. We don't have any arguments. We have discussed topics and we have different opinions on stuff. Sometimes we just laugh at each other. But I love these folks and I am never going to ever judge them in any bad manner because we have different political parties. To be honest with you, I'm not a Republican. I typically will vote Republican because I don't think that the choices on the Democratic Party make any sense at all. But there's many on the right, many from the GOP that just make me sick. Mitch McConnell is not anybody that's out for America. He's a traitor. Mitt Romney has nothing to do for this country. He's a traitor. We had John McCain. I don't care if he was a war hero or not. He was a traitor. And the reason I call these individuals traitors is because they were traitors to the party, to the belief in that party. If you're gonna be a Democrat, be a Democrat. If you're gonna be a Republican, be a Republican. And I'm not a moderate. 
but I fall somewhere outside of all of that because I simply believe in God, family, country. I believe in making decisions from a political standpoint that make sense for all citizens as a whole, not for individuals and not for political gain and power and theft and corruption, all the things that we see on both sides of the aisle. I actually think that all we're witnessing today is WWF politics. These politicians all get together at the end of the day. They sit there, they laugh, they joke, they pat each other on the back because they're all putting on a good performance. One side's trying to garner the vote of the left. The other side's trying to garner the vote of the right. But at the end of the day, there's no difference between any of them. They're all thieves. They're all corrupt. They're all just doing whatever it takes to enrich themselves, their own bank accounts. They're not out for you and me. So we as citizens, we've got to find ways to come together so that we can rationalize and make sense of what's going on and come together and actually pull together for the good of this nation, for the good of our families, for the good of our children's futures, and not get caught up in all the political infighting, because that's all it is. It's just political infighting made to enrage you, to get you against another individual, because they, they can keep us separated, and we never come together. We'll never win this battle. And I will continually reaffirm the fact that this is a battle of ideology. This isn't a battle that's going to be fought in combat hand-to-hand or with weapons. A battle of ideology has to be fought with education, and I believe it's going to be in educating our children, instilling in our children the right values, the right morals, the right fabric. And we need to teach our children the proper ways. We need to teach them that you can have conversation, that you can agree to disagree, that you can debate with others in a rational, reasonable fashion and not engage in screaming and all kinds of craziness. And they're watching us, believe me. Even our young children are paying attention. Studies show that young children take in more than you will ever understand, and their brains are recording everything. So we've got to make sure that we're bringing them up properly so that they don't turn into the radicals of tomorrow. Let's talk about what conservatism is and what values it brings to the nation and to families to raising children. Conservatism is a belief and emphasis that supports tradition. And it relies on the individual to maintain society. And it's as old as this country. We advocate low taxes, free markets, deregulation, privatization, and reduced government spending. Now let's talk about social conservatism. And this is the one and the area that I think the lines get blurred. We look at traditional social values. Those are often rooted in familyism and religion. But the problem today is that A lot of people are using their conservative beliefs as swords. Many are using the Bible and their religious beliefs as swords. Many choose to take different passages from the Bible and literally swing them as swords at others because they believe that their religious views give them the right to dictate other people's lifestyles or what others choose to do with their bodies. But they're the first to stand up and scream foul when somebody does that to them. And it's horrible because that's not what Jesus taught. Jesus taught, let's come together, let's reason, let's be kind to each other. Let's not judge each other. The folks in Washington and above Washington that are attempting to control the populations are very sneaky, they're conniving, and they have a lot of money and power. They hire professional PR firms that sit down 
and give them information on exactly how to manipulate the populations. And there's a lot of stuff that was taken from the Nazi regime and the communist countries, information that they gathered on how to manipulate people over the years that is being used. It's warfare. It's psychological warfare. And many are falling for it. And the only way to stop falling for it is to stop listening to it, stop participating in it, stop getting caught up in the fight and the game, and stop swallowing all this garbage hook, line, and sinker because it's just stinking thinking that's being promoted to keep the population separated. So I challenge each and every one of you out there, how about we start looking towards others, looking to our family, our friends, our neighbors, our community, and let's find what we have in common. I believe that we have more in common than we have an indifference. I believe that mainly most Americans just want good quality lives, the opportunity to raise our kids the way that we choose to in the fashion that we believe is right. I believe that most want low taxation. We want reasonable cost of living, and we want a country that is growing and prospering. But that's going to take a team effort. It's going to take us all getting on the same page and working together because we know that Washington's working against us on both sides of the aisle. So let's stop defending these folks in Washington, no matter what side you're on, and understand we should be defending ourselves. And how do we defend ourselves? By living good quality lives. I'm not talking about getting into a fight. I'm talking just live a good quality life, pay attention, vote responsibly, get informed, and proceed with your life and live one of joy and happiness. Hey, that's all I have to say about that. I hope you all have a great day. And this is JC and I am out. Thank you for joining us at America's Independent Voice. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please take a moment to rate our show. You can find us at americasindependentvoice.com. Until next time, you all have a great and safe day.